When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Godcast, show without a consistent opening catchphrase. Hello, everybody. I'm God, creator of the universe, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, Joan of Arc. Hello, Joan. Hello, my lord. Now, if you were listening to the show last week, you know what's coming this week. Because last week we played the God Talk delivered by Joan before a packed auditorium in Palo Alto, California last month. What a rush. It was a rush. You did amazing. We discussed it. This week we're going to play my God Talk delivered to that same auditorium. It was amazing. Thank you. I, I thought it was pretty good. And I will say this. I do not talk directly to living human beings all that much. It's true. Maybe occasionally when a Republican is thinking about running for president, I will whisper something in their ear about their need to do so. Right. Or if they're like on the show, well, you'll talk to them. But I mean, that's a, that's a special circumstance. Yeah. Now, I only talk to the Republicans because it's 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 so funny when they lose to get 2% in Iowa and then they're like, God, God, why did you forsake me? And I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really funny. But this was a rare example of me talking to a large congregation of living human beings. And the message I had to deliver them was, was, well, well yeah, you'll hear, they'll, they'll, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll hear. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app. Without further ado, my God Talk. God Talks. Ideas worth dreading. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's wonderful for you for me to be here. I am the Lord thy God, King of the universe, and you are doomed. Homo sapien will soon be no more. Your race is coming to an end, exhaustedly careering down the home stretch of history. The species I made in my image is unmaking my reality. The creatures to whom I gave dominion over the earth have instead held dominion over it. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen are finished. All is lost. All, all is lost. Now, 
They say with great power comes great responsibility. That's because they are stupid. The truth is, with great power comes no responsibility. That's the point of having the power. You can't be held accountable. You're too big to fail, or at least too big to care if you do. Nevertheless, it is true, as I said before, that I made you in my image, and that my image is on the verge of screwing the terrestrial pooch. In light of this, I'm going to spend a few minutes today reflecting with you, at you, upon what, if anything, went wrong, the extent, if any, to which I am to blame, and the mistake, if any, I made when creating you. After all, there are inherent questions raised by the statement, I made you in my image. What is the difference between my image and me? In what ways are we identical? In what ways similar? In what ways completely unalike? And finally, are humanity's individual and collective flaws the result of my doing a poor job of making you in my image? Or too good a job? Let's review some of my dominant character traits. First up, creativity. As you all know, I am responsible for a little something called creation. Thank you, it was my pleasure. I am nothing if not creative. By the way, in saying that, I'm not saying I'm nothing. I'm not nothing, I am something. And the first of those things that I am some of is creative. That's what I'm saying. And it's certainly a trait I passed on to all of you. You're so creative whether it's art, music, literature, dance, cinema, television, I guess, although I do still question its validity as an art form. But not just that, technology. Over the millennia, you've developed so many wonderful innovations that have made the world a better place. From agriculture, which transformed food collection from risky adventure to reliable drudgery, to writing, which allowed events that might otherwise have been forgotten to instead be distorted. From the printing press, without which you would never have heard of Rupert Murdoch, to the Industrial Revolution, which provided gainful employment to millions of children. From the gun, which protects you from people with guns, to nuclear weapons, which protect you from countries with nuclear weapons from the phone, which eliminates some of the needless ability to have a self, to the internet, which eliminates the rest of it. Yes, I'm proud to say I did indeed make you in my image when it comes to creativity. There is truly no limit to your capacity to think up wonderful new inventions that solve the problems caused by the previous wonderful new inventions. Now, a second major element of my personality is narcissism. No, it's okay. I've accepted that I suffer from it, and more importantly, I've accepted that I'm right for doing so. And when I look down upon some of the leaders who have steered you towards your current dire predicament, your presidents, your prime ministers, your supreme commander of the armed forces of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea's I see people in the grip of a full-on me complex. Would I behold their self-centeredness, bullying, ruled by fear and demand for adulation? 
I feel the same shiver of recognition you might have upon beholding your own features delineated on your newborn baby's face. But there's a key difference between their leadership and mine. You see, I don't have to constantly worry about someone else seizing my throne. I don't exist in a state of constant, desperate clinging to power. That's the beauty of monotheism. And that lack of fear enables me to spend at least part of my time blessing you, actually raining good things down upon you once in a while, kind of like a weekend dad. For example, look up. That's right, your personal favorite candy bar is gently floating down on a little mini parachute to land on your lap. Enjoy. I would just ask anyone who received a Snickers to check if their seatmates have a peanut allergy. In two cases, the answer is yes, and the slightest contact would result in anaphylactic shock followed by seizures and death. I'll circle back to the there's only one me idea at the end. For now, just know that A, I'm omnipotent, duh, but just as important, B, I'm comfortable. Those are two qualities autocrats strive for but can never have. In that sense, they were not made in my image, and I'm guessing you'd all agree, that's a good thing. Although come to think of it, I suppose it's the very lack of omnipotence and the discomfort with their own rule that makes them so vicious and repressive and murderous. So to the extent I made them in my image, it's unfortunate, but to the extent I didn't, it's equally unfortunate. Huh. Oh well, what are you going to do? Okay, so along with creativity, I recognize some of your fascist tendencies in me as well. But what about greed? All the individuals whose only aim in life is making money. I certainly did not make you in my image in that regard. I don't want a lot of money. I don't even have a lot of money. I am the Lord thy God king of the universe with infinite hegemony over every particle in the cosmos. So if you ask me how much money I have, you know what I'm going to say? About half a mil in the bank, pretty liquid, mostly money markets. I'm not greedy. I don't judge my worth by my wealth. I don't measure my value by some number. I don't need to accumulate things to feel good about myself. Although I do like to hear your prayers. I keep them all. I print them out on small pieces of paper and stow them away in a prayer bank. I have 3,224,903,486,398 and counting. <laughs> I'll tell you, they sure make me feel good about myself. Look, even if there is some vague resemblance between plutocrats and me, I am not the one chopping down the rainforests. I'm just the one not stopping you from doing it. I am not the one polluting the world with filthy, atmosphere-destroying oil. I'm just the guy who put it there. I'm not the one at war with Mother Nature. I'm just the one whose theological ascendancy suppressed the worship of the nourishing, nurturing Earth Goddess and with it all reverence for the feminine side of spirituality. No, I am in no way to blame for the avaricious attributes that are leading you to kill the only home you can ever have. Those are traits you must have, uh, you must have, you must have picked those up along the historical way from some other bad influences like, uh, rock and roll. 
Maybe, yeah, violent video games, social media, but not me. Okay, maybe me. Me, it was me, it was me, it's all me, I did it, me. All right, so we're both creative, we both crave power, we both like to hoard. But the fourth and final major trait of mine that I will mention is different. And that is my infamous mysterious ways. They are the most critical component of that which makes me, me. So often in your lives, things happen that are completely beyond your control and which, from your perspective, seem random, cruel, and unfair. Take the man in the green shirt in the ninth row there. Yes, you, sir. You didn't expect to come to this auditorium today and be killed by lightning, and yet... Okay, everyone settle down. Don't look at me like that. Just be grateful it wasn't you. Okay, now I'm sure you'd like to know why I did that. And the answer is, it illustrated my point about mysterious ways. Now, if some of you would care to respond, yes, but it doesn't answer why you work in mysterious ways, I would answer with a heartfelt, shut up. Shut up, infinity. Shut up, infinity squared plus one. And besides, that's not the subject of this talk. The subject is, do you, humanity, work in mysterious ways, like me? And here the answer is an absolute, unequivocal no. You are not made in my image when it comes to your work habits, because you do not work in mysterious ways. You work in extremely obvious ones. You want food, shelter, clothing, sex, money, power, fame, and on the healthier side, love, friendship, knowledge, and self-development. Few more things, and that's it. One or more of those is the motivating factor behind pretty much everything you do. Yes, how you do it may be subtle and devious and unforeseeable, but why you do it? There's rarely any mystery, some variation on the theme of self-interest. There are exceptions, of course. There are some people whose motivations are unselfish, who understand intuitively that all human beings are cells in the same organism, and that the health of that organism depends on the health of every single cell in it and vice versa. There are actually more of those people than you might think. As a matter of fact, you might be more of that person than you think. But that's on a micro level. On the planetary scale, the scale upon which you are, as previously mentioned, doomed, that is not the case. Individuals may be unselfish, but governments rarely are, and corporations never are, and you have chosen them, for some reason, to run you. And they are running the Earth into the ground. And they are doing so for the least mysterious reasons imaginable. Which brings me to the conclusion, in both senses, of my God talk, and that is this. I did make a tragic mistake when I made you in my image failing to account for the fact that there's only one of me. Jealousy, narcissism, superiority, psychopathy, 
None of those qualities are problems when you aren't competing against anyone. They're actually quite helpful. But when they're scattered in varying proportions among sentient individuals who are fruitful and multiply, and they cause them to compete with each other and see themselves as billions of tiny shards instead of one beautiful mirror, you get here. And now. Lesson learned. I'm sorry. I promise to do better next time. Thank you. And there you have it, my God talk. I thought it was pretty good. Joan, what did you think? Um, well, Don't be shy. I, don't be afraid. I know I'm God, but don't let that cow you. I want your honest opinion. It just, in, in listening to it again. Uh-huh. Um, it, it occurred to me. Yeah. That we are, we are very, very different. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want this to sound mean, but you're kind of like a fucking monster. Joan, this is why you're my partner, because you get me. That made me feel really good inside what you just said. And now I want to do something good for you. So Joan, I would like you to take a look down at the lower half of your body. are gone. Your flames are gone. <laughs> oh my lord, thank you, thank you. Wait, is this like last time when it was a trick and then you put them on like three seconds later? No, absolutely not, although my word is never to be trusted. However, no. You want to go get a coffee? Uh, yeah, I have a supernova in five. I could do it maybe in 5,000 years. All right, well, time to go. Joe, let's display that chemistry you and I have so well okay. by signing off, okay? This, Here we go, ready? Oh, sorry. This, this, this is... This is... This is God... This is God... Wait, just, look at me. Okay. One, two... Two, three. three. This, this is... God... God cast. cast. <laughs> we still got it. Don't sin. Podcast is a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the Tweet of God. Forever!